Hello, hello. This is Kim Addis from Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce you to a wonderful, exuberant, really sweet uh, client of ours, actually. Her name is Melissa. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Hi. Tremblay. Welcome. Thank you. So you live where right now? Uh, right now, I live in Kelowna, BC. Okay, but you grew yeah. up in Montreal, right? I did, yeah, pretty much until I was 16 years old. And you speak French? I do, French and Spanish. French and Spanish, too. So yeah. you're in Kelowna. You are trapped, I guess, in the house right now? Yeah, it's been an interesting time. Yeah. Okay, and who are you living with? Your dad? Right now, I'm living with my dad and my mom and two sisters. And two sisters. And how's yeah. that going? Let's start there. It's been really good. Yeah. It's been it's been uh, new for me because uh, I was out of the house since I was 17 and I'm 21 now. So yeah, it's it's been new getting back into it, but very good. Very positive. No tension? Always tension, but tension is good. <laughs> okay, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. So okay. you, not that long ago, and I don't, I think, are you still in coaching right now? But you went through coaching with Becca, one yeah, of our I, esteemed coaches. Yeah, yeah. I finished my coaching in September. Okay. Yeah. So I want to kind of go back because um, before we coached you, we actually coached your dad. So let mm -hmm. me kind of give everybody a little bit of background. Yeah, uh, for sure. I do a lot of presentations. And um, in this case, I was in Kelowna doing a presentation for a group of business owners. Your dad happened to be in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I mean, that presentation was um, particularly poignant for whatever reason, the people in the room really uh, appreciated the content and the delivery, but especially your dad. And I remember yeah. a comment that he made at the end of the experience, because I always ask for people's feedback. And mm -hmm. he said, that was absolutely uh, like, revolutionary. And okay. I was, I was like, blown away by his feedback. And he decided to jump into coaching. And, right. you know, typically, uh, you know, when we work with leaders who are running companies, they have leadership issues. But I think one of his greatest desires was how do I become a better dad? I think that's what he went through. And after he got coached, he brought us in to do some work with his whole entire team, which was super mm -hmm. cool. And we continued to work with a lot of the people from his company. Um, and then he said, I'd like you to coach my daughter. So here we are. So here we tell, are. Me, tell me what it was like before you got coached and what kind of made you agree to go for it. So give me, give me a sense for what things were like before coaching. So um, I kind of went through uh, this phase of my life where I didn't want how to have anything to do with anything that was good for me. Um, kind of went off and did my own thing. And uh, at some point decided that I wanted to get my, my life together. And so it started by um, getting into counseling and kind of dealing with some of the traumas I had in my life and um, kind of being more open and starting to try to mend the relationship with my family and uh yeah and so when my dad first talked about coaching i was 100% right away can we get into it you know because uh i'd kind of been for a year leading up to that working on myself and trying to be better and i really was ready to like to see uh 
a difference in myself to like dig and be able to. So go back. Cause I think what you said is really important. I didn't want to have anything yeah. to do with anything that was good for me. So yeah. like describe why that was explain like where your mind was at. Like, it sounds like you resisted <laughs> things. It sounds like you were rebelling yeah. in a lot of ways. Like just describe what was going on. If you can remember yeah. what was going on in your brain at the time. What were you angry about? There was a lot of stuff. Um, Yeah. uh, When I was five, my mom passed away. And shortly after my dad got remarried and then they had kids and growing up was, uh, I have an awesome family, but growing up was very hard feeling in in some ways that, they had their own family, even though they might not have been the case. There's just a lot of th- beliefs inside of me that made me angry, that made me sad, and a lot of things that I never dealt with. Um, and that just kind of built up to that point where I just moved out when I was 17 and I didn't want to have anything to do with anything. So how did your parents respond to that? Like, you're just, you're 17, you're not even 18. So how- Yeah. Um, my dad kind of saw it as um obviously it wasn't a super positive thing at the time but um my dad tried to help me move out at first um and then kind of went off on my own found a boyfriend you know did all that didn't want to have anything to do with them so the relationship with my family got went downhill for sure um and I, I've always been a family person. So for me, that was really hard. And I think it dug myself a, a deeper hole doing that um, and just not being able to talk to them. And I didn't feel understood either. So that was something that really stopped me. And then um, also shame building up from all the things that I was doing and didn't want to ha- have to talk to them about. And And yeah, I really just wanted to prove to them that I could do it on my own and I didn't need them. It was kind of what was going through my head at the time. Okay. So again, I want to stay here on this subject for a minute. So Mm -hmm. you felt like I'm speaking for you. You, So you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but you felt like your father was building up his whole, his own family. And perhaps you didn't feel a part of it. You didn't feel included. You didn't feel loved. Like describe that for a minute. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that go through a kid's head when they lose a parent. And I think that um, me and my dad are very similar in some ways and very different in others. And so that in the parts that were different, it really took a toll because I needed that extra loving, you know, because I'm, uh, I don't know if you've studied Enneagrams or anything, but I'm a two and it's like, I very much need to, uh, have the physical and the emotional like connection with someone. And my dad is more uh, reserved and less touchy feely, you know? Right. And so I think losing that mother when I was younger, that mother figure, like I just needed that so much more. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't getting that. And that's in no part my dad's doing or anything. It's just how things were. Um, but yeah, I don't know so, if I answered your question right yeah, or not. But. Your dad, he's more like intellectual, you could say. Yeah, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, so I understand the picture. And then so you decided you're gonna go off on your own. Your dad, your dad thought it was a good idea to assist you in that. Like, let's get her to a happy place. But what in fact yeah. happened was a greater distance was yeah took place. Yeah. So and you felt on your own. You felt you said the word shame. You felt the sense of like, man, I'm not turning my life into a good experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a, a year that we took off of school and my dad took off of work and we just traveled. We went to Africa. We went to Mexico. We helped a lot of people. We saw a lot of things that normal people, normal kids at that age don't see. And when I went home, that was another factor that actually played in all of that. I forgot to mention, but when I went home, I, I couldn't sit and do high school. <laughs> I couldn't sit there and just be at a desk learning things that I knew had no importance to all the things we'd seen and done. And so that was really hard for me. And my dad was very strong about finishing high school. And for me, that was like, no, I want to be out there doing something, making a difference. And I'm just, I'm not doing that. And I think that was a huge part of what like was bothering me back then too. Okay. I wanted to get out. So you're out there, you're on your own. What was the trigger that said, I want things to get better? Like, what was there an event? Was there a conversation? Was there a moment where like the light went off and said, Hey, like, this isn't working for me anymore. I need something better. And I know that I'm like, I don't know all the gory details of your story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I want to go into details about that. You don't have but to. You don't have I to. will tell, there was a moment that really I just hit rock bottom and I honestly did not even want to be alive at that point. Um, and I think it was my best friend who like t- said something and it really like triggered something in my mind. And I, when I moved out, I got involved with a really bad family and um, it just like bad decisions upon bad decisions and bad influence and just very negative. Um, and I was around them for three, three years. And so when I finally hit that place, um, I had called my aunt and told her, listen, I can't do this anymore. I need to get away. I need to get out of my head. I need to deal with what's going on inside. Like, so can you please, like, I don't know what to do anymore. And my aunt lives in Florida and she um, bought me a plane ticket and said, you can come for as long as you need and Mm -hmm. do what you need to do. And that's when I started counseling and started actually dealing with with what was going on um, inside and kind of was the first step towards my coaching journey as well. Okay. So at what point then after that counseling, did you meet Becca? And like, where were you at that point? Mm Mm-hmm. I was still in Florida when I started coaching um, because I had started working on past traumas with my counselor and I was seeing her two, two days a week um, for two hour sessions. And so, um, yeah, I was really, I really wanted to get to the bottom of what was wrong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and really start to do better um, and actually be who I am and not a shell of who I was. Um, And so I think it was 
probably three months into my time in Florida that I started. I had one month left in Florida, and that's when I started my journey with Becca. And I mean, was it what you expected? I honestly did not know what to expect. And I was horrible at writing in the journals. And that's not like me because I'm a writer and I write in my journal all the time. And so, but it was hard for me to do it online. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, I, didn't, I didn't really know what to expect, honestly. I wasn't sure. And I just knew that I didn't want to like, I, I wanted to put it all out there. Like I didn't want to keep anything back because I wanted to deal with everything and I wanted to move forward. And I was just so ready, you know? And so what did you discover as a result of coaching? I was able to break a lot of lies that I had believed in the past. Um, Becca was super good at asking all the right questions um, and really making me dig. And not only that, she was um, a huge support in like what I wanted to do in the future and my vision and constantly pushing me and to the extra mile to see why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking or why I'm acting the way I'm acting towards certain things or certain people. And I was really, I think I had already started working towards a relationship with my family, but I think that Becca and the coaching process really helped to bring that to life and um, to help me see things in a different perspective and to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the so other she- part of that, sorry, the other part of that was, um, like I have this huge vision for my life and I just didn't know how to start. I didn't, I felt overwhelmed because I knew, I know what I want, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to get there. And she really helped me like break it into little pieces so that I could move forward. So where are you now? What are you doing? Cause I know you're doing some pretty exciting and interesting things. Yeah. um, I was never, never good in school. I quit high school when I moved out. I just started working three jobs and didn't really focus on anything school wise, but I got myself into, into college um, and have been doing different courses. I did a photography and writing one in September in Mexico, and I was supposed to do a community development course um, in April, but that got moved because of COVID. Um, And then in, in, August, I'll be heading to Switzerland for school. So, and in the meantime, you're back in school. I am and, and doing very well at it too. I just Mm -hmm. finished a a business course online yesterday and I got into a Harvard business uh, online class that I'm starting in May. So keeping myself busy. (laughs) Uh, So the, the apple doesn't fall, what is it? The acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I've heard apple. Okay. Apple. (laughs) Apple. So that's awesome. And if I understand correctly, so you're having a good time and you're specializing in what exactly? So I'm going for a bachelor's in community development um, that has a lot of different aspects, but it's essentially to help me with um, part of my vision that's um, to work with my family's foundation, kind of have a big vision for that and to it's going to look a little different than it does now. And so I'm, I'm trying to get into business and to community development, all the different aspects of writing and photography that I'll need for that. Um, also wanting to get into coaching, which we've talked about. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. 
one of the greatest things like I have experienced is coaches who have been through a lot in their own lives yeah. come to coaching with a great deal of wisdom. Yeah. Right. And when they have done their own personal work, they're yeah. able to be with people who are, we say, thrashing about. Right. Who are struggling mm -hmm. and know that when someone in front of them is struggling, that it's not permanent. It's yeah. temporary. Exactly. Right. I have a huge passion for that. And I think it's it's a huge part of the vision that I have for my life. And yeah, I, that's something that I really want to be able to help other people in as well, because I, I've been there. Trust me. Like I've been there. Yeah. And, yeah. You've been through a lot. Yeah. But there are brighter days and there's an exciting life ahead. Hey, you're living at home right now. That's know, a big bit of a miracle, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's definitely a huge step. So you shared with me something that kind of blew me away, which is you had a graduation. I did. And yeah. your parents came and you had a special visitor who, who showed I up. I did. Yeah. Tell us Actually, about that. that whole graduation was insane for me because um, of dropping out of high school and dropping out of college, dropping out of essentially everything. Um, but that was the first program that I graduated and really felt passionate about and really set me on my path of education. Um, and I didn't even know that I was going to go. I the day that that program started was the day that I found it online. And I called them and said, listen, if I'm there in a week, like, can you make a spot for me? I really right. need to be there. And um, Becca was really the one who pushed, who pushed me and said, Hey, like, why do you think you can't do this? Like, that's not the Melissa I know, <laughs> like you can do this. And she really pushed me. And I, I, I uh, made the calls. I within a week I was in Mexico, um, had like moved out of my apartment, got my car all ready to sell, pretty much put my life in a box and left. Um, but yeah, um, I graduated in February and had been talking to Becca, and she actually made it up for my graduation. And my parents. She showed and, uh, up. She showed up, and did you I, know she was going to show up? I had a feeling she was, it's, it's in who she is. It's, um, I really love that about her and it's kind of a part of me too. And so I love when other people also show up and it was really awesome that she walked that whole journey with me and then actually saw me cross the finish line. So it was really, really cool. So yes, it's, it's not a normal thing. No, it's not. And it's, it's an extraordinary thing that it coach... is. And she went above and beyond. Yeah. And what I discovered was actually that she reached out to your parents and, and took mm -hmm. part of the drive with them. Yeah. From San Diego down to Tijuana. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you had your parents there and uh, your biggest raving fan, your coach, yeah. uh, Becca, and one of her kids. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. To see you was get awesome. graduate. That's incredible. It was. So you're in school, you're at home, your relationships are improving. They're not yeah. perfect yet, but they're no. in a much, much better place. Yeah. It's good. Um, I mean, we coach leaders, typically CEOs. Yeah. But you got coached. What do you think? Should other young people go through coaching? 100%. I think 
If anything, it's going to help you dig up the roots of what you're believing in your life that are leading you to to do the same thing over and over again, be in the same pattern. Um, and I think coaching, especially in young people, can help break those before they're super deep in there and you can't even get to the root, you know? Um, I think for sure I would suggest that young people do coaching. It helped me so much to become who I am today um, and to keep going. Is there something that you discovered about yourself that you didn't know prior to coaching? I think I rediscovered things about myself that I'd forgotten or shoved down. Like what? Like my huge vision for life, like um, who I am at the core um, a lot of things that I was believing about myself that weren't true, like uh, trying to think off the top of my head here. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to see from, I, I can't even recognize myself. When I listen to the first recording from coaching, I, I can't recognize myself. You're a different person. Crazy. Yeah. It's just all together. Um, helped me become who I was at the, at the core, but had not been living that way at all. So would you say that the coaching process allows you to like shed, I'll say all the crap that you carry around. Oh, for sure. And get to your essence and allow you to kind of really shine a lot more. 100% of the coaches like Becca going the extra mile. It's like, it's incredible what you can who you act like, who you can see yourself becoming, but actually becoming that afterwards because of her help and her walking alongside me and beyond what the coaching program was like just being my friend and being there, even when we didn't have a call scheduled or even when we didn't have whatever. And even after when I finished coaching in September, she kept in touch and kept making sure I was okay. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that makes our coaching program unique is a philosophy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's a philosophy that I really, really uh, teach our coaches, but also our coaches are naturally like that. And the philosophy is that in order for anyone to get to a new place, they need to feel completely connected and safe in the journey. Right. Right. So that relationship between the coach and the client is very, very critical. It's the most important element. Because if you don't feel like you can trust your coach, you're not going to open up. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to put on the brakes and everything's going to stop. So normally in counseling or coaching relationships, you know, counselors and coaches are taught, hey, I have to be professional and I have to like make sure I create boundaries, right? There needs to be clear boundaries. In frame of mind coaching, what we do is we tear down the boundaries. And we say, you know what? These boundaries aren't helping us. Let's really yeah. get real with one another. Let's build a true relationship and let's travel to a new place together. Right. And, and I can testify to that because um, I think especially when I was doing um, counseling in Florida, I trusted my my counselor, but it was a whole different thing. It was you know, she would never share about her life. She would never go into why she thinks this or feels this or is pushing me towards this, you know? And Becca really t- told me about her life and told me about her journey and 
why this is so important and why, you know, and I think that's so important, even in a parenting child relationship, that it's so important to know the why of why are you telling me this, not just do this this way. Why are you telling me this and really dig into that and have that relationship because you're right, it, it's essential. And I think Frame of Mind did a huge and amazing job at that. And it's a, di- it's a different approach, right? Yeah, and for sure. you know, the idea is that when you have that kind of relationship, you are able to be yourself. And only when you're yourself can you really maximize your potential and experience all the joys that life has to offer you. So Yeah, I really let all my guards down um, yes. much more than in counseling with Becca I did, for sure. Right. And, and there's an, one more piece to it philosophically is that when we coach someone we're there for them but Mm -hmm. they don't know and they don't realize they are there for us too yeah right so even though becca was there to coach you to get to a better place you had an impact on her right that's so awesome and and so part of the journey that you took together was not only about you it was supposed to be but it's impossible for two people to be in a relationship and not have an impact on one another. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what you experienced with Becca. Yeah. So awesome. So how are you spending your time at home? Give us some well, for other young people who don't know what the heck <laughs> to do with themselves. Yeah. I've been seeing all kinds of stuff on social media, about what people are doing to keep busy, but um, I've been trying to keep, myself on my educational path and not kind of waste time in that aspect um, because I had wasted so much time in the past. Um, I've, I finished my first business course yesterday. I'm starting one today. I start my Harvard one in May. So I'm trying to just keep myself on that path, keep myself reading um, all kinds of books to educate myself, to work on my, keep working on myself because it doesn't end there. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. So keep journaling. Yeah, for sure. And I'll give you a book. I'll give you a book and I recommend this book to most people. So, and you're going to love it. It's a book called the art of possibility by a gentleman named Benjamin Zander. And he was the, I think maybe he still is, I'm not sure, but the uh, conductor for the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra. And wow. it sounds boring as I say that, but it's not. It's a really no, fun, it fun reading. Cool. It's a great book, The Art of Possibility. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for spending this time with me, for sharing yeah, your no story, problem. for being My so pleasure. open. I really appreciate pleasure. it. And I can't wait to see what you do. I can't me wait. <laughs> and I can't wait to bring you to Toronto oh, for yes. methods and get you trained and up and running as, as a coach for other young people. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you for this opportunity. Until we speak again. (laughs) 